Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. your favorite podcast about the old Miss Rebels, the long-suffering old Miss Rebels, I should say, after uh, another tough week wherein our counter-cyclical predictions, perhaps, uh, maybe they were delayed another week, John. Maybe like that that surprising freeze victory is still lurking right there around the corner. We just had to lose another road game in decisive fashion before it reared its ugly head. Uh, introduce my co-host, John Stefanczyk. I'm Justin Sanders, of course. What's up, John? How you doing today? We ain't shit. The, the body language of this team. There's no counter cyclicalness to it. <laughs> we're on the we're on the we're on the express lane or in the express lane to six and six. Oh. All right. Well, I mean, six and six. I guess it could be worse. We'll get into all that in a second. Um, we're talking about Ole Miss losing to LSU and Ed Orgeron thirty-eight to twenty-one uh, for the second week in a row. Ole Miss went into halftime tied, kind of a surprising tie. Uh, both times, Ole Miss kind of fought to get back in it before halftime, and you know you feel good going in the locker room. Um, but it, as has happened all season, Ole Miss didn't do anything in the third quarter, and in this game, actually, they didn't score another point the entire game. Um, we were talking about it before we started here, John. You were talking about. Rod Taylor going down and Greg Little getting whipped. I mean, what what did you see on on Saturday that led to Ole Miss being so thoroughly beaten uh, in the run game, especially, but just a, a total team loss there. The the simple, I mean, the s- simple answer that more or less covers everything is they're just not as talented as LSU and a lot of other programs at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Um, defensively, everybody wants to pick on linebackers, and that is correct, but. We talked about it. I mean, they're missing Woody Hamilton, Channing Ward. Fadal Brown was out there, but he's not, like, healthy Fadal. No Rob Kim Nietzsche. No – who am I forgetting? A couple other – I mean, Brian Bennett was solid two years ago. They've got – point is, they've got three or four dudes in the off in the NFL now up front, and Fawn Cooper and Laramie Tunsil were both drafted tackles, so – that's six guys on the line of scrimmage, but six out of nine positions on the line of scrimmage that basically aren't really set up and accounted for. Yes, you have Marquise Haynes, but he's a pass rusher. Yeah, you can run out, run out and do damage. I know that. John Youngblood is a good situational relief guy, and he's never he's not going to blow a gap. When you've got Rob out there, triple team, and you've got Channing Ward on the other end, of physical presence, Youngblood can hold the gap for you and basically be the guy. He's not out there going to. I mean. When he has to go out and face one face double teams, it's going to be difficult. That's the the crux of it. They, I mean, other than Haynes as a pass rusher, Gross is a Gross is a is a is a good piece on the D line. I mean, Gates is a decent stinger, and I think the secondary. I mean, Deontay Anderson. I mean, 
Anderson got ran over by Fournette, but he was in position. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, I don't know how you could fault Anderson for that when the defensive line and linebackers got moved like 10 yards away from Fournette in every direction before he even got there. I mean, it, that that play was lost before he got to Anderson, I guess is what I mean. I mean, they started off by going down the field because they have a passing game, they have receivers, but honestly, they got, I mean, Rod Taylor went down and that killed them in the second half because they couldn't protect Chad. The scheme is the scheme is incredibly simple. I mean, teams of every team this year has adjusted to it and been able to then slow it down in the second half. There's no debating that whatsoever at this point. And is that just is that a fault of the scheme of itself? Is it a fault of is the O line not capable of handling more complex stuff? Is it is it you have young do you have young receivers in a couple spots? Is it is Chad not prone to running a complex offense? I mean I watch Alabama play and Kiffin, Kiffin there on third and goal from the four run a pick play or a rub route and get get a guy open. We don't, we don't. I don't ever see us doing that. We I feel like we've ba- already bank run on winning one on ones every play in the playbook a hundred times this season. It just seems so repetitive. I don't know. I I mean I don't know what that is. Like yeah, we've talked about different reasons for that. Maybe it has to do with the quarterback. Maybe it has to do with freeze. I don't know, but I just don't see how even with the great talent we have at quarterback and wide receiver, I mean, it, people have been saying we're not making changes at halftime. Would you agree with that ass- assessment? I think our playbook, this team reminds me of 2011 Houston Nuts last year. Oof. They, they get, they, I mean, they get smoked in the third quarter. I mean, it's not as, it's got some, it's got more talent than that team does, but right. They get smoked in the third quarter, and they run about ten plays, maybe. That's it on offense. I mean, they're not actually holding up what play they're going to run, but I mean, the playbook's not very big on this, big with this scheme. So, yeah. And that's been the theme throughout the year. And LSU's got a lot of athletes, and they don't. I mean, they're they're motivated to play for Orgeron, who's added a couple little wrinkles to the playbook. Now, here's. This whole, oh, could LSU possibly end up hiring Orgeron narrative? Leonard Fournette at one point had seven carries for 249 yards, <laughs> yet they were this game was somehow tied at the half because instead of handing the ball to Fournette up 20 to 13 with a minute 20 left, they dropped back and passed, yeah. and Haynes, Haynes beats the right tackle, forces a fumble, and gets a turnover. I that mean, was that was a huge play, and and maybe looking back at the end of the game, that kind of just delayed the inevitable, you know, of LSU just continuing to pound Ole Miss, gave that good field position. But it felt like at the time, just like in the Arkansas game when they came back and tied it before half, oh well, Ole Miss has the momentum right now. What are they going to do with this? And in both games, just absolutely nothing. Come out on a first drive and totally blow it. I I don't really know. I mean, I don't know what the solution is, John, besides having more experience with these players on the offensive line, recruiting better players on defense. I mean, obviously, coaching changes need to happen. Um, definitely on the defensive side of the ball. I, I would be receptive to hearing about, you know, some changes in the in the offensive coordinator department. I, I don't know. Um, I guess where I'm going with this is where does Ole Miss go from here? What What is the best-case scenario for Freeze after this 3-4 and four start? And, I mean, how does it just completely go off the rails? So, Tim Shea was up here visiting me this past weekend. I don't know if I told you that or not. We yeah, were, I think you mentioned it. We were driving to brunch in Maine Sunday, and we ended up having this – I ended up on this uh, kind of 20, 30-minute 
let's say probably 20 minute. Here's to me, freezes his first four years. He's done more than we could have asked when he, when he was signed on as coach, I mean, we realistically, nobody expected to go to a bowl their first year and probably not even the second year. Sure. He greatly exceeded expectations. Program went in the right direction each year. Got top-level talent, at least in some, in some quantity, not, the, not, not volume, but he got some top-level players to Oxford in the form of Rob, Lair, Rob Laramie, and Laquan, Tony Connor as well. That was more of a USP. I think Connor's probably – well, I always say that. Who knows? But he – he did got Connor from which he probably which he more or less should have from his backyard. But anyway, had all those guys together, went to back to back access bowls, won a sugar bowl. I mean, they were in they were in the playoff hunt for a for a long time, both of those seasons. And quite frankly, last year, if Laramie Tunzel plays every game and Tony Connor doesn't get hurt, that team plays for a national title. That's to me I have zero issue saying that. So Freeze has had a good four-year run, but now we're getting into a different stage of, okay, it's we built, you got to a level, how do you sustain it? And the bottom line is, is Dave Womack's history is he will last about three years at every program, plays bim but don't break. It works for it works for a bit, and teams figure it out and move on from there. I think part of the defensive struggles are scheme. Second bit is they haven't been able to recruit the player. Freeze hasn't been able to recruit players in depth that, on defense, his twenty the twenty fourteen team that had the number one defense in the country. You had Pruitt and Golson back there. Houston not had those guys. Yeah, you had Rob up front, but look at linebacker. You had Darius Bryant, Keith Lewis, DT Shackleford. You had solid vets there. Mike Hilton was a uh, believe he he was a nut guy that Freeze kept in the first class. Trey Elston was a great risk they get that Freeze got. You had young blood in a role at that point. They didn't get cha- did keep chanting all the Chinese brothers on the team, so that was going to be that was fairly straightforward. But he had some had some legacy guys on defense, and then we had a t- series of those guys fall leave from fourteen to fifteen. Defense did not defense didn't play as well. Um, Connor getting hurt was a big piece of that, but Connor getting hurt also exposed the lack of depth in certain spots back there. Right. And then offensively, they have not been able to run the ball. What they free, they've the passing game's been good, quarterback's been good, but they've kind of been a more or less big play passing offense. And then the def- defensively, they've taken steps back the past couple of years. And without with Tunsil on the field, they had they had a good they had a pretty good and above average offensive line. Without Tunsil, they did not, which really. Speaks volumes to how good Tunsil is, and despite all my bitching motive, I'd like to apologize to Larry Tunsil, the on-the-field talent football player. Now, is he a dumbass off the field? Yes, but, I mean, Cam Robinson is too. His administration just happened to get him taken care of and keep him on the field, so kudos to them. But anyway, so if I'm Jeff Vitter, I mean, Bjork, the Bjork's extension just got announced. Right. Or I'm Bjork. Just got, just got approved by the IHL, I think. IHL, yeah. So here's here's what I want. Here's what I'd want to see is kind of I'm the CEO, Chancellor of Ole Miss. Here's what I want to see. I want a three year plan from Hugh Freeze that addresses the following things. A, you've got to recruit better on the defensive side of the ball, and that's not just a one year turnaround. You got to go get high school guys, and then give them a year or two to really to get get experience. So 
this involves this is going to involve probably and the, the cupboard's not bare. I mean, I just want, I mean Deontay Anderson, Benito Jones, like there's there some are guys. pieces. It's not as bare. I agree as with you. I agree with you on the visual, but it needs to be improved. I agree with you. I need I need a new defensive coordinator. I need Batoon and Womack gone. Jason Jones is very suspect. The only guy I. I you would probably your base scenario is you keep Kiffin and you honestly you replace everybody else. Is this the entire? Is this like pretty much the entire staff that Freeze had at Arkansas State? I mean, there's been continuity throughout. He he, he brought four guys. Womack came with them. Tom Allen came with them. And Warner. In Indiana. Did he bring uh, Warner? Or was he somewhere else? Warner, it, I can't remember. I don't think Warner was there. I think Warner agreed when he went came to Ole Miss. Derek Nix was a holdover from yeah, and Matt Luke was Matt Luke was they got him brought him over from Duke. That's Grant right. Burt was an where Arkansas did, State. Where did Kiffin come from? Kiffin uh, Kiffin came with them from Arkansas State. Okay. So did Maurice Harris, I believe. So that so I was gonna criticize you know bringing Arkansas State staff blah blah blah. I mean that definitely had some talent on it. We I, we think Wabick is a is a solid SEC coordinator. I'd say and. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We think Womack's no, a solid. Sorry, I meant uh, Chris Kiffin. Um, sorry, I, I don't think that about Womack. Um, okay. But, um, yeah, Tom Allen would be great to have back, it seems. His defense has been playing well. Since he, he he, here's what, if I'm Vitter, I need oh, defensive overhaul because we got to recruit better over there. And then I need to see I need to see a better scheme because I'm, I've seen enough prevent. And it's if nothing else, you – I don't think you can sit there and just play the same defense ten years in a row. You've got to mix it up, especially these days. And yes. so that's what I want. I want a schematic and a recruiting philosophy, recruiting ability change on the defensive side of the ball. Well, let's look at the offense now. Have talented receivers, have talented quarterback. I think the passing scheme's too vanilla. Now, freeze is. This is an area where ideally, for if I. I'd want Freeze to bring in an offensive coordinator. I don't know if you're going to get that or not. So what I de- what, what definitely has to happen is you have to run the ball better. So I need to see, and if he wants to keep his – if he wants to lay out – if I'd require Freeze to sit there and give me a detailed game plan on how I'm going to run, start running the ball better. And whether it be – and I think part of it can be schemed. Does he want to go higher or different – O-line coach. I don't know I don't know if you have to necessarily change any of the offensive assistance to run the ball better, but you've got to run the ball better. You, pro- you probably do, but I don't think it's required. And I don't know if you necessarily want to go change five assistants over, overnight. You probably, you probably do one half of the ball. So my th- I guess my thought process for, for this three year, but the other thing too is the 17 recruiting classes in the shitter. You got to go get Cam Akers. Then you get a running back in there. Let's see what actually happens with a talented running back. So, I'd like to see in an ideal world they do an overhaul on defense and they start recruiting players and they get the scheme. And that's going to take really at least minimum two, realistically three years to evaluate. In the meantime, next year, show me a better running game. If you don't have a better running game, then you go overhaul the offensive side of the ball. It's kind of a two phase process at that point. Yeah, and I need plan. and like free and free and here and here's how you kind of transition it from a pub, publicity standpoint. Shea Patterson is a red shirt freshman quarterback next year. 
as long as he makes some plays and looks talented and flashy and you go seven and five and you're on the quote up up and up everything's fine you're, gonna, yeah. you're, you're good so you get a you get a year for that you also get a year recruiting because you can sit there and also you can you can get another year out of the blame the NCAA they basically screwed us and treated us like crap and your fan fan base whether they whether they really should or not will at least give you probably another year for that so you get a year buffer for a couple different reasons redshirt freshman quarterback and you have the NCAA but I would definitely I mean I sit there and require you gotta let's see some defensive staff changes and the real I don't think that's the difficult part from freeze from a Philip really getting freeze on board with it's the offensive side of the ball I'd say I have to see a better running game in 17 or I'm going to demand that you make assistant changes and show me some, show me a little more complexity from a passing route standpoint. Otherwise I'm going to demand you go hire an offensive coordinator. I think you can do a good job leading the program and whatnot. And I think you've shown, pr- proven you can recruit recruited well in a, in a number of areas. You just need to round out the staff to recruit everywhere. So I like it. that's, that's the plan. Now here's the problem, Sanders. Is is Vitter actually capable of executing this plan? Because the dumb shit tweeted out that it's okay, we're going to beat Auburn, and then we're going to go beat Arkansas by the transitive property. Uh, we already lost to Arkansas, Jeff. John, you're so, being so literal. Like it's Twitter, man. Like he's he's trying to be like a goofy granddad joke. Like it's not a good joke. No, the guy's a nerd. He's a computer scientist. Well, it's the tra- the transitive property. Ner- fine, but. That you already played Arkansas, Vitter. Like what? That's that's why it's a joke. I got you. Really, you see, it's a joke, right? You see that he's going for a joke. That's there's no way in hell it's a joke. What are you talking about? You think he really thinks that we're gonna beat Arkansas like after the fact? Clearly, I think he's that. He came dude, from Kansas. Dude, they hired Charlie Wise. Come on, come on John. The, they Vitter, hired Charlie Wise. I'm not saying Vitter's funny. I'm not saying there's anything about sports. I'm saying he was clearly trying to make a joke. And that there's. There's no way that was an intentional joke. What are you talking about? This there is, is no We're going to have to end the podcast right here if we can't even agree on the simplest of facts. you got to be kidding me. This is what actually... else would it be, John? The transitive I'm... property doesn't exist in sports. This was like with an old... He, he did this in, on top of an official like almost football recap. Right. I, That's... But like, I don't understand what you think he's being serious about. So like, that tweet doesn't bother you. What is your reaction to that tweet? My th- it's a it's it's a Pollyanna like old Miss Chancellor trying to paint things in a dumb positive light. Like I think he was trying to make a joke and it was just dumb. It's okay, John. It's not like if Bjork tweeted it. That's all I'll say. It's a different animal. Vitter is like he's not actually involved in any of the sports stuff, in my opinion. I mean, I think boosters tell him what he needs to tell Bjork, or boosters just tell Bjork themselves. Is it good or a problem that he's not involved? In I don't sports? know. I don't know. But Mike, but like, if we were trying to get a chancellor that was going to be involved in sports, it wouldn't make much sense to hire you know a guy with his background. You would make more, a lot more sense to hire a Kayat or somebody. And maybe that's maybe that's part of the whole thing. I don't know. But bringing in an outsider to me is more about having a technocrat, someone that can run you know the administrative side of the school. I just don't think he's very involved in Bjork and Freeze and all of that. I don't think he is. My opinion from seeing the same stuff you've seen. I, 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 I see. I just don't see that we have a complete administrative staff, whether it be Bjork, Vitter, whoever, 
that's capable of pushing this program is pushing this program to the next level in supporting. We, we might not. Is, is there free? Are there things that Freeze needs to get better at and learn? Absolutely. Clearly. But he's about and this and I've you know I can hear Table Cobbleson just arguing with me right now. But Freeze to me is he's at, he's at the, he's at the highest third on my list because Vit. Vitter, ha- Vitter has to he- – the only thing Vitter has demonstrated to me is that he understands fundraising, which if you're going to be a chancellor of university, I mean, you have to you have to have demonstrated that principle. New York went from $57 million up to $105 million. So if you increase fundraising $48 million, and it doesn't matter how many years the NCAA is on campus and driving you nuts, you get a promotion apparently in Ole Miss. So Vitter hasn't made them go away. Bjork can't make them go away. I mean – it's absurd, but it's okay. We're going to promote. We're going to feel good about ourselves. We're going to look at the financials. Although, let's be honest, a chunk of that, a chunk of this is just growth from basically UGA and Texas and Texas A&M telling all these Atlanta, Houston, Dallas kids, "Hey, you know, we don't have enough room for yeah, all you guys. It's going to make kids, it more difficult." Those kids were already not going to those schools. You know, like Ole Miss still has to attract them to Oxford. Like it, like it's not True. a new, it's not a new practice that those schools are too small for everybody that wants to go there. I mean, it's okay. Honestly, I think we're gonna see enrollment take a hit after this football season. I, I really think that SEC you know, football ooh, is, that's a, is a big that's, driver. That's a yeah. I'm I'm really curious. It'll to be see interesting. It'll be interesting Very to see what happens. With I that. Thought about that. What what happens is it how correlated is the year on year enrollment growth with the football? Right. Season is it? Right? Is it as direct as we think it could be. I don't know. That's a very that's a very good. I want to see that. I one. think it's generally a cumulative effect, but I wouldn't be surprised to see growth kind of slow down a little bit, at least in the out of state applications. We'll yeah, see. That's that's a good point. We'll I just I guess back to I don't I don't think Bjork and Vitter are the or com, complete enough to sit here and take this program over the top. Bjork raises money, builds facilities. We t- we've talked about how he's not an ops guy. Vitter, I don't know what the hell he was doing with that tweet. If it was an intended joke, it was a terrible okay, joke. Okay, another thing, though, about Bjork, and, and, I, and I said that. I agree that it was a dumb joke. I mean, it was— I mean, Ole Miss is supposed to have some social skills, and we get as, that out As of goofy pants. as it gets. Okay, first of all, I've heard Vitter is an extremely awkward guy. I don't think that he was hired because he fits, like, the congenial southern gentleman thing. I've, I've, I've heard in person he's very strange. Like I said, he's a career computer scientist. He's a professor. He's not a—he's not Kayak. I think I think Dan Jones was in between Kayad and Vitter when it came to balancing the good old boy aspect with the nerdy yeah. professor profe, professor aspect, and I think Vitter is more towards that nerdy Why side. Why would you hire um, Vitter? Yeah. Why would you hire a guy that doesn't? I mean. Well, I don't know. Now we're getting into we're getting into the politics yeah, of the IHL, right? I mean, we're getting into a lot Basically, of different yeah. stuff here. Like, why does why did they fire Dan Jones? Because it was a power struggle. I mean, we we spent yeah. we spent a year complaining about that bullshit. And I mean, Dan we, Jones Dan Jones was good at sports because he. I mean, the whole Robert Kim Ka house thing he kept out. No, I mean Dan Jones he, was good. And freeze the freeze Dan Jones Oxford Police Department relationship has been very good. I mean, 
Yes. The Charles Wiley thing happened, and they just redshirted him, and nobody ever. I mean, they. Bobby Hill got kicked off the team, but besides that, I mean, that's that's been a. There hasn't thing. been any real high, except for the whole Tunsil thing. That's because Lindsey Miller just went and opened his mouth. I mean, that doesn't happen. I mean, yeah. nothing nothing emerges from it. So, so I was gonna say, John, we talk about how Bjork is good at facilities, and Bjork is good at raising money. Um, and I, I think the implication is that he's not as good at some of the other aspects of being an AD. I, I guess I would posit we haven't really seen him have to deal with an underperforming coach in one of the big three yet. I mean, when it came to AK, he always had the pavilion to point to, like, oh, well, that's going to change everything, blah, blah. B- Bianco's, Bianco, Bianco's he, gave solid. One, he gave the one-year extension, and then they went into the College World Series, so... That worked out for him. I guess what I'm but, saying is he's still. This is another chance for Bjork to prove that he's worth that promotion and that raise, and and we'll see what he does. I think we're we're not very pleased with his PR and the way he tries to handle getting the message out and all that stuff. But I, I think there's a chance that he and Freeze could work together to to make positives out of all this. But it's just too early to tell. Yeah, we're gonna learn. We're, we're gonna. We're going to know if they are capable of really getting it there or not after this offseason. Yeah. We'll between the Egg Bowl and signing day will be fascinating just to see what happens. Oh, yeah, that, that's going to be a period to watch for sure. I mean, we're gonna That's going to tell us everything. Because not only, not only will there be coordinator changes, all of that, but Ole Miss has to find you know 15 more bodies to fill up its recruiting class in that last month there. So uh, we'll see what happens. So, John, what, do you want to talk about Auburn first or about Willie Gay? Uh, let's talk about Auburn just to get the on-the-field stuff out of the way here. All right, so uh, Auburn versus Arkansas. We'll talk about that transitive property. Um, if the transitive property was a real thing, Auburn whooped us pretty bad on Saturday, I guess I should say, with uh, the 56-3 win over Arkansas. Yep, yep. I mean, what? I just don't – I don't see how in the world we possibly stop the run. We just don't have the bodies or the scheme – to do right. so, it's they run that well. Mount Gus has taken a step back and let Rhett Lashley run the offense. Hey, Hugh, hit, hit, hit. Well, I mean, supposedly Hugh did that too. He did that with Warner last year. I don't, I don't know how, or they're out of that. Maybe Hugh. I mean, you think you think he re he reassumed this season? He he. Regressed. I don't. I don't think so. I think. But I don't know. I, I think they need to add some wrinkles to the playbook, but yeah, I think so too. It's, no, Hugh Hugh gave a very thorough and made a good point at media days back in July about Chad and his ADD and like him running a huddle versus a no huddle versus bait. Basically, he kind of implied that Chad really wasn't. It wasn't that mentally Chad. I mean, Chad's not a dumb guy, but he just I guess is. Uh, sort of ADD, or whatever, yeah. basically wouldn't let him run a comp- complex playbook, which was kind of interesting to it's, come at. It's yeah. definitely interesting. So, I mean, we'll see if, if that changes next season. And I don't know how much of that is a combination of Freeze defending himself and us, you know, trying to read into it and make things look better um, from our perspective. But, I thought it was a pretty straightforward, genuine answer on that stuff, first. I mean, that was. That was my takeaway but, from it. But, I mean, were we running a much more complicated offense under Bo Wallace? Well, I don't think Bo can handle a complicated offense either. So, so maybe football players aren't that smart. Well, Shea Patterson maybe can run a complicated offense. We'll, we'll see. see. I hope. I, I, I honestly, 
I, I hope that's true. I tend to believe it's more that Hugh Freeze doesn't know how to coach a, more, a very complicated offense. That's my opinion. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, so, yeah, 56-3 to in Auburn. I mean, Arkansas just could not stop that run. What? Is, how many rushing yards did Auburn have? Like 500-something? Just uh, a ridiculous. Over five. Something amazing. That kind of goes amount. back to Freeze of the simple offense. That's kind of why I'd want to do 17's the year of transit change the defense, 18's the let's get our offense more um, appropriate and get it get a running game built. Let's give Freeze, let's give him notice, give him notice on 17 if you don't hit the, hit these benchmarks from like a off from a passing game scheme and then running game production standpoint, you're gonna we're gonna go require you to get an OC. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, so Sean White only had 77 yards passing in that game. <laughs> that's all I needed, Jeez. I guess. That's uh, incredible. So, how, I mean, what do we think about Ole Miss's matching up with them on the other side of the ball? Obviously, Auburn's defensive line is very good. They're probably going to give us a lot of problems. They're going to whip our ass up front on both sides of the ball. Yeah, what happened to Rod they're, Taylor? They're going to whip LSU our game? ass on the field. Is he still hurt? That's my question. Rod Taylor. I think he's questionable this weekend. I mean, the fact. Taylor going down, crippling our offense is like one of the sadder statements I've ever had to make in my life. But I know, it's right? Factual. I I knew we were in trouble when the first week in August, all the beat writers were making fun of Rod Taylor playing tackle, and the second week in August, he was the starter. I knew we were in big trouble at that point. Whoops. Yep. So. I mean, seriously, the switch turned from Rod Taylor is not a serious option at left tackle to. Rod Taylor is the only serious option at left tackle. It's like, wait, yeah. how did that? Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, well, Alex Givens, that didn't work out. Nope. Yeah, I mean, for that week when they were making fun of Rod Taylor, we heard, oh, Alex Givens has made huge strides in his redshirt year. You know, he's he's gonna he's gonna take the SEC by storm. Oh, it's rough, man. I, I I do think we'll play a little bit better at home. I mean, we've we've played better at home throughout the season, but that, that will help. That run offense is going to travel, though. Our best case scenario is a high scoring game on both sides. Oh, I think home field makes a pretty big difference in the SEC, especially but, for our offense. I'd say. Yeah, um, but all that being said, I mean, all that being said, Ole Miss did open as a one point favorite, which has moved to like Auburn by three, I think, but. I mean, 63 and a half over under, take the over. That's. I would say, yeah. I mean, if you're an Ole Miss fan, hope the over hits too, because that's that's the only way Ole Miss is going to find a way to win in that game. Uh, yeah. the, the season has changed so much, John, from where we were a few weeks ago. I mean, not just Ole Miss's season. I mean, the fact that Auburn is number 15 now and just looked dominant against Arkansas. Just. I mean, Auburn's strange. headed for a nine and nine and three finish, strange and stuff. then it's like, stuff. okay, Gush, you keep your job, and hey, a nine and three finish with, back with and Sean you, White as quarterback, and, and you let it's crazy, and you let Rhett Lashley get in there and run the offense, and you got a good defense. Hey, you know it's what? Crazy. You can feel pretty good about it. So it's crazy. Yeah, my book has it at Auburn by four and a half now, so quite a bit of movement, but. I think that's to be expected uh, after Auburn's performance last week. And the, the with where Vegas put the line, they definitely expected movement towards Auburn. So, interesting to say the least. Um, or it might not be at all. You know, it might be a, a 49 to nothing kind of a game. But, um, I don't know. Should be fun. I'll be there. My girlfriend's coming from out of town to uh, hang out in the Grove and come to the game. So, hopefully, uh, we won't be too embarrassed. But, it'll be fun no matter what, I'm sure. Um, let's talk about recruiting, John. I mentioned it before we talked about Auburn. 
Uh, Willie Gay, when did he commit to Ole Miss? Sometime in the summer, probably. Sometime in the summer. Yeah, and at that time we were told that he had been a strong Ole Miss lean for like a year, and he just decided to make it public, blah, blah, blah. It seemed very solid. Ever since then, though, I'd say about a month after that, it started to kind of slide a little bit. Uh, he was saying things a little bit less for him. He came to, I want to say, three or four Ole Miss games earlier this season, but still talked about Michigan, Mississippi State, some other people. Uh, decommitted, was it Monday morning? I think Monday morning. Um, yeah. I mean, it's still possible he ends up at Ole Miss, but, it. I mean, he was, he was someone that we – we're never, I'd say, 100% comfortable on. I, if we were, that's just silly. I think they were in pretty good shape when he committed. And it just hasn't. Do you think it's all about win-loss? <sighs> it's part of it. I mean, he got State's the reason he decommitted, and they're 2-5. and five. Is that why you think State is? Well, the only thing that changed in his recruitment since he committed to Ole Miss was State cranked up the pressure 10 times. They did. He might just say F it and go out of state. It's kind of my thought process. Yeah, we'll see. I honestly think if he leaves, it'll be like to Alabama or something. Like, I just can't see him going all the way to Michigan. I wouldn't be surprised if he went to Michigan. Harbaugh, Harbaugh would like be all over because he's like he can just give the finger to the SEC. Yeah, he, Harbaugh, Harbaugh would like it, but dang, I don't know. That's a big that's a big culture shock for a kid from Starkville. Yeah, it might just be whatever. We'll see. It's co- it's colder up there, but whatever. It might just be like effort. Starkville's a shit place. We'll go something different. Well, that's so. true. He definitely needs to get out. Um, him, and then also that uh, defensive end from Louisiana was named Brian Jones. Is that his name? Yeah. Something he like committed that. Tuesday. Yeah, but I mean, that was one that we never thought was. I mean, even in his commitment, quote unquote, he was like, "I am yeah. gonna commit to Ole Miss for now." Basically, I mean. He was waiting on that LSU offer. I'm not sure if it ever came, but not surprised. I think it's been well, yeah. So, what do we, I I, mean. I mean, I think we just touched on it for a while when you were talking about the three-year plan. I mean, it's a slow, it's a slow and steady sort of pace you have to take towards recruiting right now. And it starts with getting Cam Akers in this class and then getting the NCAA albatross off you in the spring docket. Those are the two get, ones. You try to get Walker Little, too, if you get those two guys. but Is that really still an option? I guess Stanford, Stanford and Texas are tanking, too. So I Everyone mean, all sucks. Of his, all of his choices after. suck, yeah. So maybe Ole Miss is back in it. I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, of those three schools, Freeze might have the most stability, though. Yeah, we'll see. I mean... We'll see how it plays out. It's just this NCAA clouds is not right. So I, I think I think your priorities have to be get Cam Akers, get on the spring docket for the NCAA, and then just you know I guess you hope to find a couple Evan Ingram, Marquise Haynes in this class. I don't really know what else you can do. Really, not anything to do. I think you have to get Cam Akers because then you can go evaluate your damn your running game in seventeen. If you get Cam then, Akers, your if you get Cam Akers, your offense has no excuses to yeah. at least look good running the ball next year. Yep, they got all, pretty much all the whole line's coming back except for Conyers, who's only played in spurts this year. So yeah, we'll we'll see how it works out. I don't know. It, it's at this point, I. I really don't care what happens on the field this season. Um, they'll beat State in the Egg Bowl, and then it'll be a matter of, okay, what can we 
you know, what's going to happen in the month or so after the Egg Bowl is going to be going to be kind of an interesting part of this. So, you mean those, might those have a, Liberty Bowl practices? Black no. Black Monday, the Monday Monday after the Egg Bowl is kind of what I expect on the coaching side. So Black Monday. I mean, it could be worse. We could be staring at three and nine like our uh, our Bulldog compatriots. You ready for a three and eight five versus five and six egg bowl? <laughs> I mean, I am because Ole Miss is the much better team. So, I mean, back in back in the good old days. Yeah, it really will be. I remember you remember. I remember. Remember the remember the crew Orgerong egg bowls. Oh man, the cripple slap fights. Yeah, I remember yeah. that one where uh, Orgeron was up by three scores and then Kroom came back and won. I remember. <laughs> Oh, man. So, I mean, you, you talked about Orgeron sticking at LSU. I, I don't know where you went with that, but, I mean, I think if he beat Alabama, they would definitely hold on to him. They would hire him, although I don't know how you can say he's a good coach when he was somehow tied at the half with Fournette on, on that night. I mean, that was pretty mind-blowing. But Yeah, I, I agree with that assessment. That was pretty poor, but he did find a way to put on the end. He's undefeated right now. Yeah. But I... I think LSU has talent and they have energy right now, but Alabama is the better team. Yeah, although it's in Death Valley. That place is a big happen? I mean, that'll be a good game to watch. We'll see how Jalen Hurts handles that. I mean, that, that building makes a difference. Playing that game at 8 o'clock did not help Ole Miss. I mean, no, that's for sure. Not at all. So how do, they, how do they end up with all night games, John? What's, like, who's making those calls for them? Uh, branding, you know, I get some ESPN ratings. Ooh, it's Saturday night in Death Valley. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess. Although I I, I remember there's been seasons where they didn't play an SEC night game there before. Really? Wow, I can't imagine that. It might have been the 2011 LSU team. I don't know if they actually had a night game because they kept getting the the three, the The 230 CBS game. They, uh... We're going, well, shit, guys. Every time you have us, we don't get to play at night. So, yeah, that's your best case if you're playing in Death Valley is to be good enough that it's a two thirty matchup. I mean, I, I bet, I bet Alabama gets that. I bet Alabama gets the two thirty game. No, no, no. They, well, CBS started going to. Um, oh, is that the double week? Is that that's, that's the, the yeah? They do LSU Alabama in prime time every year. That's that's what they've gone to. So that makes and sense. it's gonna and it's actually gonna hold for them this year because Bama's. Always good, and then Orgeron coaching LSU. Turned it around, yeah. LSU was awful. He's got a shot at winning that game. I can't believe I'm saying it, but he does because LSU has enough talent to go and go. We'll see how it works out. Crazy. Um, Oh, I forgot. I forgot. I was going to say, but uh, oh, I think I was. What else is what? What is that? What else is worth talking about? Ole Miss is a shit show, and we're not watching the World Series right now. Yeah, we're not going to get any. Uh, we're not going to get any answers for another month out of Ole Miss. So, no, I mean, I I think that Freeze could still throw fans a bone and you know not look totally incompetent and awful in all these in the remaining actual games against Auburn and A and M. The kid, okay, and Vanderbilt. Could they, could they lose to Georgia Southern? I don't know, but I think they could lose at Vanderbilt. They run the triple option. Yeah, I mean. I want to say they'll be able to have a play to match Vandy's D-line enough to score more points than Vandy can score, but that's not a given. I mean, I don't think it's a, no. I don't think probably it's a win an ugly game. Yeah, State they're better than 
Georgia Southern runs triple options. Well, I mean, John put, put Georgia lo- Southern could walk in there and scare them. That, that that could happen. I don't I don't think so because at home that offense is going to score forty five points. That's true. That is true. I mean, okay, so I I think if you put last year's Vandy Ole Miss game in Nashville, there's a good chance Vandy wins that game. Probably right. I mean that I think Ole Miss needs to really be careful. And I mean, not that they, I'm sure Ole Miss knows that. Freeze respects Mason a lot. Um, I, I, I don't know. That could, that could be the, the secret loss that gets Ole Miss to five and six instead of six. We've got to be Mason, so Mason has a better chance of getting fired so we can hire Mason to be our defensive coordinator. I mean, that's a big game for Freeze. Did you see, did you see uh, Big Poppy's outfit accepting that award just now? Yes, I did. That was amazing. All all black leather gloves, leather jacket, black tie, fan- black shirt, black pants. It was fantastic. It was very Absolutely. slimming on Big Poppy. Look like he looked like medium Poppy just then. Good. Well, he's been medium Poppy. That's true. Yeah, so anyway. Um. Yeah. So, what, else, uh, what else to talk about? We got to do. We got to do our segment. Cuck of the week. Sure. Who you got this week? There's a lot of candidates, but I think it's got to be Chad. Okay. Because sure. of the whole uh, Pornhub advertisement, I mean, yeah. they got him pretty. They got him good they, with that. They got him really good, and the fact that he tried her again, man. Like, what do you think she's going to change her tune the second time? Chad is a dumbass. We can all agree on that. Yeah, agree. She already published her DMs once, dude. What do you think's going to happen? Yeah. Chad's senior season feels like Marshall Henderson's. Yeah, it really does. What a great. It comparison. really does. And Chad really was does. Chad was the Marshall Henderson of the Ole Miss football program. He came into a talented team and gave him the kind of gave him a spark, pushed him over. What's funny <laughs> is what's funny is that Marshall was an asshole on the court, but generally pretty tame off the court. I mean, besides partying, whereas yeah, Chad Chad tries to act like uh, you know he's a changed man, and then he goes home to Buffalo and gets in fights on football fields at nightclubs and all of that. I I don't know. It's funny for sure. At the end of the day, we do have to remember that Chad was the backup plan after both Kincaid and Buchanan. Neither one of them really ever amounted to anything. Yeah, I mean, so. without, without Chad, Freeze gets exposed at least a season earlier. Yep, that's uh, very true. I think we, we also have to remember that Marshall Henderson won an SEC championship. Yes, he did. Chad won a Sugar Bowl. I mean, that's pretty that's, close. That's true. He, he won a you Sugar know. Bowl in the playoff era, so we'll give him we'll give him like almost as good as a uh, yeah as a first Sugar Bowl. Um, let's see, let's see. I mean, I'm looking at all these SEC scores. Nothing that interesting happened. Kentucky beat State. Alabama beat A and M. Uh, Alabama didn't play well and covered against A and M. Yeah, it was a pretty good team. I mean, that's just. Did they? That's, yeah, they did. They did cover because it was like two it, scores. It's 19, 18 and a half was the line. That's crazy. Such a crazy line for two undefeated teams, too. They just nail that stuff. They do. They know it. They know yeah, it. yeah. That, I mean, A and M's a decent. They're not great, but they're pretty good. And then, but they were nineteen point do- or eighteen and a half point dogs in Tuscaloosa. That's just that's crazy. Uh, something else. Um. Okay. So let's look ahead to matchups for this week. We've talked about Ole Miss Auburn. Uh, Florida Georgia. We got a cocktail party on CBS. John can't can't call it that anymore. Really? Yeah, because people like 
had a couple died of deaths, alcohol poisoning. Died. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Not PC, man. I don't, I don't think it should have ever been called a cocktail party. It should have been called like yeah. a like a 25 beer party or something like that. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't think people are drinking like martinis out there. Yep. Um, <laughs> ooh, State's got a big game coming up. They got a 6-1 and one team coming to town. FCS Samford. You think they can pull ooh. that one off? We'll see. I wonder if that game's on my, on my book here. Keep talking. Probably Michigan's going to go revenge Michigan State. Well, Michigan State lost last year. Baylor goes to Texas, and the line's pretty close. Uh, Florida should take care of Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Miami, Notre Dame, lol. You know, everybody was making fun of, like, oh, Georgia fired Mark Rick. Mark Rick's lost three in a row. So yeah. they're four and three now. Washington, Utah is interesting. I think Washington's the team trying to figure out how good they are, basically, is where I'm at with them. So yeah. that's going to be interesting to unfold and do that. I think they could be the third best team in the country, very much. I think it's, well, shit, Ohio State lost. And I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it might be the second. I, Michigan's good. I don't think they're so that's, quite that's there. That's the first win that Franklin's really able to hang his hat on, huh? Did, wasn't it Penn State that beat yeah, Ohio State? Yeah, yeah, he does get a win. I, I still think Ohio State can beats Michigan and like goes to the playoff, personally. But. I, I think they probably do, too. I mean, they looked really good. I, I wouldn't have believed it if you told me before that Franklin's Penn State, because they've just looked hapless. I mean, yeah, that, is, that, is, that, was, a, that was a surprising result, almost as surprising Nebraska, as that Nebraska-Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a good team. I mean, Isn't they Nebraska, probably, like, decent this year? They're undefeated, and I don't know if they haven't really played anybody, so we'll right. see. This is it's interesting. It's in it's at Camp Rand. If Nebraska wins this game, I start paying attention to them, thinking, okay, they may actually be pretty legitimate. Wait, but, is it Wisconsin also undefeated? No, they have two losses. Lost Michigan by a touchdown, lost in overtime to Ohio State. So, oh, dang. I feel like well, I, I thought they had won one of those games. I don't know why I thought that. They should have beaten Ohio State. Then Ohio State turned around, turned around and lost to Penn State. So Ohio State's not as good as I thought they were. Bama's a touch. Bama's a touchdown better than everybody in the country at this point. Yeah, I mean, it, or maybe even two touchdowns if we're looking at how they played number six Texas A and M. Auburn, Ole Miss. I'd lay the shit out of Auburn. I just, I, I think this old this Ole Miss team's headed for six and six. I'm very comfortable saying that. Um, Auburn has it, all every advantage points towards Auburn except for the home field thing. But I mean. I still, I, I, I'm not. Is, is the VOD a hard place to play? No. No, I don't think it's about that. I think, does Chad play better when he doesn't have a crowd yelling while he's getting ready, right? I mean, yeah. do, do, do our receivers play better in a, on, the, on the home field? I don't know. Yeah, we'll um, see. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on the game either way. The smart money is definitely on Auburn. But, I mean, we said that. I know it's a tired example, but last year that Texas A&M game, you know, it, it seemed obvious. It seemed, you know, there's no way Ole Miss can win this. They played well at home. They won. It's a totally different animal. This, so Auburn there was this guy. Game. So they got this guy back. His name was Laramie Tunsil. <laughs> Ooh, Schwarber, RBI there. Oh, I'll he? tell you, Schwarber. Wait, did he get one? I must be ahead of you. Yeah, how was that possible? We're both watching on terrestrial. Like, yeah, I guess on the East Coast, you're. A, I have. I guess you're. You're East geographically. You're. You're geographically Damn a little right bit I closer am. than I am. Yeah. That's how we roll up here in New England. Who? Who? Uh. Who scored from from second? That wasn't. 
That was like that was, oh, that was Contreras, wasn't it? No, not no, Rizzo. Oh, okay. It looked like yeah, Schwarber back. Schwarber last night, his walk in the seventh inning against Miller, I think nice. it was the seventh inning, yeah. was incredible. I mean, that's Because he had played basically all year. I mean, he played like four games or whatever it was. No, I don't know how he, he hits like this. He laid off all that stuff. I mean, he like been, I mean that yeah. was an amazing – I mean, he hit the double at one point, but, I mean – He's a pure hitter. The, the walk against Miller, I mean – that I that I mean that he's he's probably the best hitter in baseball. So no, he's a he's a pure hitter. I mean, all the reports say that the Yankees were willing to trade anything for him, and the Cubs said yeah. no. And the Cubs said no, which I that, can see. That why. tells you. I mean, if Theo Epstein is turning that down, that tells you that uh, he looks really good. He projects yeah. really well. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean. Yeah, and Swarber is very impressive. But here's the thing, though, is they're in the this American League park. They're able to DH him. Yeah. Oh. I I mean he'll he'll probably you know pinch it the rest of the series or at least when they're yeah. regularly. Yeah. It's not so. a bad spot for them. I I I do think that you put him back out in the outfield next season. I I really thought he looked okay there uh, before he got yeah, injured. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you keep developing him as an outfielder. Yeah, so. I mean it makes the most sense. Let him focus on his his hitting. I mean, don't worry about. I guess it is a question, though. Uh, is Contreras the long-term answer for the Cubs at catcher? I'm not sure. I don't know. I think he he might be, but uh, Ross retires this year. Montero is not an everyday catcher, I wouldn't say. They're going to have to figure that out. But they have a yeah. lot of young guys. I, I I think Baez is also a catcher prospect, uh, so maybe. Really? I, I think he was. he was. I think he was at one point, but uh, he's, obviously he's, he's a, a shortstop good, he's, as well. He's a good infielder. I don't know why you want to change that up. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I could be, I could be way off on that. But for some reason, I was thinking uh, they had, they had converted him to infield. He's a great, he's a great put, infielder. Where do you put Schwarber though? Because I mean, well, does Hayward play center field? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know he what Fowler to, does. I, I think they don't. Let's just let's say Fowler doesn't come. Fowler back. has a one year contract. Yeah. So. Zobrist plays left because you got, I mean, Rizzo and Bryant, your corners. Russell's yeah. your shortstop. Baez is your second, your second baseman. baseman. Yeah. And then you've got Hayward's playing somewhere. Zobrist is playing left. So then yeah. you have to. I think put, you probably put Hayward in center and put Schwarber in right, right? Schwarber, right. Yeah. I don't know how good his arm is. You put Schwarber left or right, depending on who's got a strong arm between he and Zobrist. Yeah. And then. Catchers, the you know was Contreras the guy, etc. I mean, they really. I mean, they have they they kind of have too many pieces. If you look, if you're trying to project ahead a year or two, like it's not all going to fit together. They're going to have I mean, to. You could trade Baez for some stuff and then put Zobrist at second. The, the question is then, how much? How many you, more seasons does Zobrist do, have? Do you resign Fowler at that point? I don't. I don't know. I mean, they've got options. And they'll figure it out. I mean, if they can win this World Series, they'll. Yeah, I'm sure they have. They already have a plan in place. I'm sure. So, Theo, they've they've got. It's a good problem to have. I guess the, back to football for a second. The last real interesting game is Clemson, Florida State. That's good. That's good. What's the line? What's the line on that? Um, hold on, I got it open still. That would be Clemson minus four and a half, and it's in T Town. Or is that I what think. Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Um, I think Florida State wins that game. 
Clemson's not as good this year. They've played with fire a few times. I think Florida State, they've had a couple poor outings, but this to me is when they kind of, I think they can put it together and really, they can still, I mean, they can still have a 10 and 2 solid season if they win this game and then run from there. So that's my, yeah. They win the division if they, well, because who they lost to, North Carolina and Louisville, okay, I don't know, they wouldn't necessarily win the division, but they can still have a good season. So, anyway. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's going to be a good game to watch for sure. Um, Anything else worth talking about here? I mean, I I feel like we did our duty. You gave you gave people a, a ray of hope for the uh, with the five year or the three year plan. I like that a lot. Three year plan, and then you somehow didn't have an issue with Vitter's tweet, which I. <laughs> Yes, this is our agree. It's it's not it's not like an issue versus a non-issue. I just have an issue with you somehow acting like it wasn't an attempt at a bad joke. Yeah, it was such a bad joke. It wasn't even obvious to me it was a bad joke. I know, I know. It was it was it was a fail. And I'm glad we talked about how Vitter's a dork and uh, got that all out in the clear. Um, I, I I just that, that that's a terrible hire culturally for Ole Miss. Ole Miss can't have a dork as their chancellor. They're a, they're a social school. Yeah, we'll see. I, I've MIT can have a dork as their chancellor. <laughs> I mean, I've generally been pleased with his his public actions so far. It it'll take some time to find out, you know, if he's really doing anything great for Ole Miss, but. I mean, I I'm glad that they that they hired someone from the outside. Like I I wouldn't have been super pumped about an inside promotion, but I guess it depends on who they promoted. So at the end of the day, if it, if he's awkward, he's awkward. Doesn't but like Morris who... Stocks, Morris Stocks is is a quiet man, right? And the, the interim chancellor. Yeah, but he can talk and have a conversation with people and everything. He's just a you know a quiet. He's well, more. I'll uh. I'll put my I'll put some feelers out and see if we can get an early read on uh, if Vitter's actually a good chancellor or not, and I'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. That's your project for the week. I'll try to figure it out. I I got a couple people I can talk to you. Um, right. And then I liked uh, I liked how we basically said if Ole Miss fires Womack and Batoon and gets Cam Akers, we're gonna give him a pass on the worst recruiting class ever. <laughs> but I mean, it's basically where we're at right now. I mean, it's where we're at. Because we can't control what's happened in the past and and how unbelievably bad they've had. Yeah, the only good news is it's that the got offense to get, has pieces. They have to get this NCAA. This NCAA thing needs to be cleaned up in like February. And honestly, I think, I think it's it can, Every day it goes, it, it hurt, it's hurting 2018 at this point too. We haven't, nobody's talked about that yet. But I, it's hurt I think it's trending towards a resolution at this point. I, I think the fact that Ole Miss is losing kind of helps the NCAA feel like they're getting their punishment phase. They man. kicked it. Well, they just have to get that done and over with. So. Yeah, I mean, suck it up and take it. Um, at least we're at home this week. At least when we you know lose in stupid fashion, it'll be our own fans watching. And What's not... the forecast for Oxford? High, I think, of 82, low of like 57, sunny. So it really not doesn't even feel like a late October game, really. Because I've been in that stadium late October, it's 30 degrees. So No, I mean, we'll see if the, if the forecast changes. But right now, it's it's not going to be too cold, according to the forecast. Yep, it's, it's about as good of a game day as you can hope for. So. Yeah. And it's and you got we got the six p.m. kickoff. I mean, 
it should be a good day for Ole Miss fans. Just that might end at six, but up until then, you know, enjoy yourselves and let's just pretend like it's a normal Grove day and we're having a good season and we're happy. Yep. Cowboys, Cowboys, Eagles, um, Sunday night. America's team going to win the Super Bowl, huh? Uh, they're fun to watch. They got an O. They got a road grader O line. They got a running back. Hey, things old. They, they got a quarterback. Yep, they do. He's uh, he's, got, he's pretty good. You got a pretty decent passing scheme. The funniest thing is, uh, in our fantasy league, Zach Grossenbacher has never played fantasy before, and he he put Dak Prescott as the first bid in the auction, like as a joke or whatever, and got him oh, for shit. And got him for one dollar, and like knows nothing about fantasy, and now he's like third in the league because like his one dollar quarterback is like you know top three, top five. I bet that's kind of insufferable hearing that. Nah, I mean I don't think he even knows about it to even gloat, really. But knows enough about it to even <laughs> gloat. But uh, yeah, it's it's funny. Fantasy's been weird this year. NFL in general this season is is just kind of wonky. I mean. What? What's your take on NFL ratings being down 10%? You know, I, told, I, I feel like I told you a couple of weeks ago, at least for me personally, and I think it's got to be this way for some other people, the, the fact that it's a presidential election year yeah. kind of takes away some of the, you know, the sports gap, you know, that this that you're, you're breaking news and keeping up with stuff. You're just a little bit more stated already from your political followings. At least that's me. Because um, co- college is up slightly it's at least even let's call college even and it feels down 10 i mean also what what good game has there yet been in the nfl um well there hasn't been any the the quality of the products down right i mean that's i think that's that's important because i mean like even before these games, I feel like there's not a ton of hype around these matchups. It's it's just kind of a blast. It's saturated season. so thin because all every one of these Thursday night games is dog shit. Yeah, and Jags Texans and putting just, it on Thursday makes it even more dog shit because they're tired. They don't care. Yeah, and then you get to I mean, I mean this weekend. Let's look at, look this up. I mean, I mean Bengals Browns was last weekend. Who the hell wants to watch that? Yeah, you no, know? One, no one wants to watch that. No one wants to watch that. Let's see. Let me find it here. Magic are beating the Heat by three at the half, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even know who even plays for the Heat anymore. NBA started, right? Who who cares? I think it actually it started last night. Oh, it did? Yeah, Golden State uh, lost last night. No, they did? With the rant, yeah. They lost to, uh, the, to the Spurs. Good, good. Yeah, Cavs beat. Should I tell you, Cavs beat them. Yes, yeah, Spurs beat them by twenty nine. Holy shit! Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Durant, yeah. I whatever. I don't care. Redskins, Bengals in London. Um, we, let's send our uh, racist name team over there. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great ambassador for America. Marvin Lewis's dysfunctional boys. Cincy minus three. Oh, Redskins lost that game in Detroit last week. That's right. Chiefs, Colts. Chiefs should win. Um, what should they do? Raiders at Bucks. The Raiders can get that. They're six and two. So you're trying to find you're trying to find the best Bucks matchup, right? You're trying to find yeah, an, I, an appealing matchup. I mean, there's nothing like really. I mean, can the Redskins beat the Bengals and kind of get back on their playoff track thing? 
Jags Titans is god awful. There's just no way around. If the Titans had won last weekend, then they play in this game. They could get to five and three, and you go, okay, maybe they win the division. Chiefs Colts. What they're doing to Andrew Luck and Indy is like is a crime against humanity. <laughs> Chiefs are boring to watch. They just are. They win, but they're boring. Right. I was gonna say, yeah, they still win. The the Bucks are a total disaster. Jameis is hate. People hate Jameis. I mean, that's part of this thing too. Is you know he's number one draft pick yet. You know, he has his track record off the field. Um, yeah, it just seems immature. Lions, Texans. Texans are they're painful to watch in a lot of ways. <laughs> the, Lions, oh. the Lions aren't not painful oh, to watch. I got, I got a good one for you here, Justin. Yeah. Jets-Browns. There Cleveland. you go. That's the that, marquee matchup right there. That's the matchup right there. Uh, Patriots Bills is interesting. The Bills won four in a row. They went and lost to Miami. They did beat. They did shout out the Patriots in Foxborough, but Brady's back. So yeah, you would think the Pats roll the shit out of them. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals are three three and one. Oh, we didn't talk about the Sunday night oh, football God. game. God, yeah. That that was atrocious. Six I mean, six six final. Oh, we got to. Oh, okay. Did Rob was Rob even active? I'm not sure. Laquan has not caught a pass of the league yet this year. I know. He caught that two-point conversion preseason, but nothing Laramie else. Tunsil is a left guard on a arguably the second-best offensive line in football behind the Cowboys. Yeah. Um. So he's doing his thing. Well, and, and to be fair, we could have told you a year ago the, yeah. the, the most reliable NFL product out of those three was going to be Laramie. Yes. And we all knew that all along. Right. So it's it's not a huge He tried surprise. to kinda he tried to kinda screw it up and he cost himself ten million dollars in the process, but I think you, you mean Freeze tried to screw it up with uh, the whole agent switcheroo. Yeah, you're right. Freeze was a dumbass about that. See between Freeze didn't know how to handle agents, Bjork doesn't know how to manage water bottle inventory, Vitter doesn't know how to make jokes on Twitter. <laughs> I mean it's just an immature deal all Corbin around. Corbin Toon doesn't know how to coach safeties. Wamek doesn't know how to not stop the run. Yep. Oh, man. There's just a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot to address, John. But, hey, it's good news for guys like us. Plenty who's of gonna problems dr- for us to point who's out. Gonna, who's going to drive the change here? Well, I, guess change I guess it's going to be us. You know, we actually could do that. They just have to listen to us. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm dead serious. You and I could go run this deal. I'll, I'll start. I'll start you, back you channeling. Run, you and I could run this thing better than all those dudes. I'll start back channeling uh, our show to Vitter. We're gonna have uh, to be a little bit less insulting, I think. I'm dead serious. We could go in there and do a better job. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, but see what NFL, what NFL games. Let's see. I have well, Pat's Buffalo. That would make sense. And then Fox games, I get, ooh, Saints, Saints, Seahawks. Yeah, that's okay. Then Fox America game is Green Bay and Atlanta's America's game of the week. Woohoo. I mean, that's, I, that's I, a good I do like up. watching Dan Quinn on the sideline. That is hilarious. I like, I like watching the Falcons, okay? And, I mean. Cardinals, Panthers, I mean, the Cards are fighting for their season. So are the Panthers. Yeah, they, they both are. They're both on the ropes. <laughs> Shit, can they save themselves game? Probably too late for Carolina, but nevertheless. I think so, yeah. Chargers could go in and beat Denver. That wouldn't surprise me. Chargers are better than – Chargers, well, they're not 
Chargers are capable of beating anybody. They're like the best 55-minute team in football. Interesting. Yeah, it could happen. I hope it doesn't. Packers-Falcons interesting because everybody's like asking what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers. The Falcons have some talent, but they lost at home last weekend. They need to rebound. Cowboys-Eagles is – can the Dak train keep rolling? And then Vikings-Bears. Oh, my God. It's a bunch of The the Bears. Nobody's going to watch that. Well, Chicago's a big market, but that team is so bad. They uh, let's see because the well, the World Series will be off Monday night, but yeah, yeah. I think Chicago Chicago's gonna be tired because they've watched the World Series three nights in a row. So, <laughs> yeah. oh shit, the Cow- Cowboy game's gonna be going against uh, Game Five of the World Series. So, thanks yeah. NBC. Yeah, thanks NBC. Um, <laughs> you want to predict the outcome of the series? Um, I think my preferred outcome, if I could pick, would be the Cubs in five to see them win win it in Wrigley. Um, yeah, I think I think the Cubs are better game in the rotation outside of Kluber. Um, Miller now. Coming back late is going to be a bitch against Miller. All they had the bases loaded, nobody out. They just couldn't get one more hit beyond that last night. Yeah, um, but that that was part of that was Miller not being able to locate. Yeah, and I think I think he'll probably be sharper. It's very true. But I mean, I, I I think that the Indians are going to have trouble when it's not Kluber out there as the starter. Agree, agree. I mean, that's not that's not some groundbreaking analysis, but it's. That's clearly their their weakness is the drop off from Kluber to everybody else. And like we were talking about before the show, the Cubs struggle mightily with elite starting pitching, but they can smack around some uh some middle of the road pitching. Yeah. I don't think pressure's an issue with the Cubs here. We saw them come back in that Dodgers series. They were under some they, pressure there. They, they looked relaxed. They've done anything but play like a tight team. Yeah. So, and I mean, coming out in this game after losing three nothing to Kluber, and right now well, we're watching this being up two nothing. Uh, I mean, it just—I think it shows that they're they're not playing tight; they're just playing. Yep, agree. And we'll see. Yeah, I don't—I don't know. I'll—I'll I'll say I'll say Cubs in six because I—I I don't think that the Cubs starting pitching is necessarily infallible either. I mean, yeah. We'll we'll see when we get down to. Uh, I think Hendricks wins game three. Lackey. Yeah, my thing. I think they. My guess is, and it's the top of the leadoff guy, top of the fourth inning. So we'll see how bad we butcher this in yeah. a week. But my guess is the Cubs win tonight. Contreras has had a leadoff walk. Um, yep. Hendricks should win game three, and kind of the the swing game in this series is four. Can yeah. Lackey go out there and? Blackie wins, they get up 3-1. They're going to win the thing because Kluber, Kluber can win game five, but then you throw um, Arietta back there Lester, six. Yeah, Lester back out uh, for six. And, and here's, the, here's the thing is that all these um, – is that it, see, it for whatever reason so, seems like the, the National League team – in a way, the National League team has a real advantage in the postseason because – the weather and whatnot, and the type of games playing towards small ball, which fits the National League and the pitcher having to bat. Right. That's there because the American League team seems to flight that they don't they have to put a pitcher in the nine hole and can't 
build a right. It's it's different than they, how they've approached the whole rest of the season. I guess Kansas City won last year. Kansas City kind of had more of a National League approach, but like um, Giants have won each of the uh, each of the even years. Who won in thirteen? Red, Red Sox. Red Sox. Yep, you're right. The Red Sox got hot on that. Uh, yeah, because of the bombing run, and eleven was the card. So. I think this generally favors the National League in a way. Chicago's got that, and then Chicago has Schwarber to put it at DH. I mean, that's that's a that's a hell of a build to go do this back and forth in ballpark in the ballpark type situation. So, yeah, anyway, no, it's got to be Cubs. I mean, yeah. we'll see. Indians are definitely a gritty team. They've been gritty. That's how they've gotten to where they are. I, I like how they're aggressive on the bases. I, I like the way they've played. Uh, obviously, they have a good manager. But it just seems to be the Cubs' year. I don't know. We'll see. It, it just feels like it. I do approve of the Indians beating the Blue Jays. I do appreciate that. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah I, it feels like Cleveland just doesn't have the horses in the road. I mean, if they had their full rotation together, they'd be tough in this series. But Yeah. What's your prediction for the Auburn game? Ooh. I think Auburn wins... Oh boy, I'll, woo, I'll be ugly. Fifty six twenty four. Oh boy, I think I think it's ugly. Yeah, that's 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 rude, John. You know I'm gonna be there. That's just mean. Nah, I mean I'll say, I'll say. Okay, that fifty six feels high. Um, I don't know. I mean, it might it might not be. I'll say, Ole Miss forty five, Auburn forty two. Ooh, look at you. Look at you. For now. I'll settle on that for now. I mean, I don't think my my, uh, not being a homer is in question on this podcast. I'm not too worried about it. I'll (laughs) I'll pick Ole Miss and be wrong. I don't really care. But it's worth more to me to be able to say I was Pollyanna and I was right. Yeah, I think think we're – this is probably the furthest we've ever been off on a game. I'm saying we go – our In difference, term, well, yeah, probably, yeah. Usually, we, yep. I think usually we agree on what's going to happen. And the thing we're, is, we're like, pretty deep damn down, close because I'm thirty. I'm saying we lose by thirty-two. You say we win by a field goal. That's a that's a that's a big difference. Challenge. And deep down, I think your outcome is very likely, very possible, and maybe likely. I don't know. I just think I, I so far our worst game at home was forty-five to forty to Bama. That's kind of what I keep coming back on. We'll I see, just we'll watched Terry Caldwell and that whole thing unfold last weekend. It was kind of like, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there clearly there has to be a change in the team with leadership and mindset and the way they handle adversity or else it's just not going to work. I mean, if that doesn't happen, if we're the same team that was in Death Valley in the second half, then we're going to get rolled like 52-0, to zero, whatever. It doesn't matter. They're, we're going to yeah. have to see a difference in attitude. But – the talent is more than what they showed in Baton Rouge. Yeah, I I just think I think Auburn's front seven can just whip them. I really believe that. I mean, Carl Lawson gave Tunsil fits. How's that going to work against Greg Little or Rod Taylor? Yeah, it's not it's not good. It's it's not going to be it's not going to be pretty. But I guess we'll have to see. I guess that's why they play the games. Um. Is there any other SEC game we even care about predicting? Predicting, I don't think so. Nah, I mean we'll we'll recap them. Uh, a little, I see that little Indians double play there, a little cleanup. Um, 
All right, well, wasn't it for there? I like how we like uh, I like how we called a game that was in progress. Feel pretty bad for the Cubs now. It's almost assured that they're gonna lose the game and lose the series. Now that we're about to wrap this up, um, yep. but it happens. Oh, never mind. A little hit there. Um, we'll stop there for now. Thanks for listening. Of course, uh, check out our website, LandSharksAfterDark.com. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter if you're into that kind of thing. Just uh, search LandSharksAfterDark or uh, at SharksAFTRDark. Um, and that's going to do it for this week. Uh, like I said, thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you again next week. Uh, preview the Vanderbilt game, review the Auburn game, talk some World Series, all that stuff. Uh, talk about recruiting. No, I'm just kidding. Nothing's going to happen in recruiting between now and then. No, um, you're wrong. D- somebody's going to decommit. Uh, who, D.D. Bowie? Like, he's the only recruit we have left. I mean... Uh, that, that Josh Clark linebacker. I like LSU, oh, yeah. mate. Orgeron's going to offer that kid just so he, he commits to us. I agree. I think that I think that's going to happen, too. Um, so we'll see. Follow that. Uh, we'll, we'll be back talking to you about it in a week. But for now, for John, I'm Justin. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.